switch it up for us or what, bro? Yeah, let's get it. Ready? Oh, I'm ready. I don't want that game, tell me. Welcome, welcome back to Spark That Talk. It's your boy Jones. And your boy Dini, aka Jay Lada. Yeah, yeah, we sparking convos about shit that matters. Today we on episode 15. 15? Gainsay! Yes, sir. Let's go. You know, we moving right along, you know, knocking them out left and right. Yes, sir. But today we got a special guest sitting with us. Yup. His name is Kendall Irving. Yup, yup. Say something to the people, big dog. Yo, what's up? It's Kendall coming out of South Central. Uh, I'm happy to be here. Let's park that talk. We've been fortunate. We've been blessed to have two guests back-to-back episodes, you know what I mean? Oh, for sure. And, uh, I mean, a little background on Kendall. Uh, Kendall, like he said, from South Central. He was born in Colorado, but really his heart is out here in, in, uh, in SoCal, baby. Mm-hmm. Up in L.A. Um, some highlights on Kendall. He, uh, really touchy, but he died from asthma at the age of eight, right? Mm. Woke up from a coma Easter Sunday. Hold on a second, bro. Yeah, yeah. So you saying you you passed away, bro? Yeah. Mm. yeah. So tell us a little bit about that, bro. All right, so uh, I got asthma. I got I had a real bad asthma attack when I was eight years old, uh, and they sent me to the hospital. And my condition got worse. They were giving me albuterol treatments, and uh, they kept speeding up my heart rate. And I eventually uh, went into like a heart attack. Mm. And um, it was real hard for me to breathe on my own. I don't really remember what <clears throat> happened during that moment, but when I was in the coma, I was in there for two and a half weeks. Wow. Damn. And um, when I woke up, I woke up on Easter Sunday. And again, I think that's so crazy because you can't time yeah, yeah. when that Easter Sunday happened. Well, that's a blessing for sure. Exactly. And um, so when I came out of it, my legs was really weak. You know, I couldn't walk, couldn't do anything. Um, mm. when, they, when they handed me my socks, it was like, uh, put these on. I couldn't even lift my legs to put those on. Uh, so it took me a while to get my, my strength back. But, yeah, I died right there. I died at eight years old. That's crazy, bro. Well, we're glad that you're here today, bro, to tell your story, man, because that's a wild story to even begin with, bro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, just tell us a little bit about what you got going on now, man, like your story after that situation as a kid now as an adult. Tell us a little bit about some of the, you know, the things you've been able to accomplish from coming back from something so uh, horrific. Right. So, you know, not being able to walk and leaving the hospital in a wheelchair, um, you know, I never could have imagined that I would be able to do some of the things that I've done, like uh, get a couple uh, athletic notices, especially getting a scholarship to play football okay. in South Dakota. Dope, dope. Um, what what position did you play? Uh, I played, I started off at safety, but they moved me down the linebacker and then eventually be in. Okay. So did you have a scholarship or... Mm-hmm. Yep, okay. I had a, I had me a little full ride scholarship. And, uh, okay, now my question about that: we had an episode all about scholarships one time when we was talking about full rides and shit like that. Can you explain in detail your full ride, what that entailed? Because you know certain scholarships only give you so much. Right. But with your scholarship, can you let the people know like what it entailed? Like when you say full ride scholarship. Mm-hmm. So, uh, for my full ride, they were to pay for my tuition and uh, the rest of my expenses. So, any, nothing really had to come out of pocket. Okay. Um, but my board was paid for? Yeah, yeah everything okay, was paid dope. for. Dope. 
and he was getting financial aid, so you know he was damn making paid to go to school. Wow. If he was on that full scholarship. And that's so, crazy, cause that's that's how I met Kendall. Okay. So I met Kendall through football, mm-hmm. and we met in South Dakota. I'll tell you, this, this is my senior season. I believe your junior season, you came in because you were a JUCO transfer yeah. from Mount Sac. So shout out Mount Sac, producing a lot of football players out there. Mm-hmm. And uh, one experience I had with Kendall, bro, which is crazy, cause I never knew that you went through that experience of. Dying at the age of eight, your legs were all weak. Because when I saw you for the first time, we did these, uh, bro, we did this fitness test where you had to run, I think it was 40 yards, and you had to do it at least 20 times under a certain amount of seconds. Wow, bro, it was crazy. I don't know if you remember this, yeah, yeah I remember, but <laughs> I'm gonna tell you this though Kendall was the first one to finish. Like, out of all the defensive backs, out of all the running backs, you're thinking about all these speed positions, right? right? This is a defensive end coming in. Okay. And this dude, long legs, bro. I'm talking Just about, bro, daddy long legs over here. <laughs> Every step he took felt like it was like 10 yards. I'm over here looking back with my short little chubby feet, and I'm like, <sighs> breathing heavy on the first one, trying to beat the time. This dude yeah. gliding like it's the Olympics. That's so right. it baffles me seeing, like, hearing something like that to, like, Look how God is, bro. You feel me? Oh, yeah. Like, God is good to me because, and then should be to you because of the miracle that transpired right after the tragedy that you went through. Right. Right. And sometimes um, you got to take a step back and, and see, you know, what kind of work he put into you to, to, to really appreciate it. Because, you know, looking at me like you saw me day one, you would never know that. Yeah. You know, I struggled like that. Right. And I think sometimes that's the greatest thing, man. Like, how they always say the first impression is your last impression. That first impression on him was like, damn, he out here skating. But he don't know nothing about your story. Mm -hmm. You know, so really our past, the past can make us, but it can also break us. But for a story like that or for you to got to that point, it obviously didn't break you. It just made you stronger. And that's a dope story, bro. Right. But so let's let's move forward, bro. Um, because once Dini brought you to my attention, he was talking about a charity type of thing that you're doing for the community. Can you touch on that for us, the name of the project, and uh, basically what inspired you to do something like this? Yeah, so um, I want to do Backpack for Kids. Um, I want to do it in Inglewood in my community. Okay. And with that shout is, out to the wood. Yeah, <laughs> shout it out. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I want to gather $2,500 uh, through a donation exchange. I'm making shirts to help with that process. Okay. Uh, and the $2,500 will help me get 100 book bags filled with school supplies to give to some kids that's in that Inglewood community. Um, now, uh, I did this. I tell you, I went to church on okay. Easter Sunday. Right. And it was preaching. Um, I don't normally go to this church. I was just invited. But they was preaching that they was helping people, like, way across over, like, overseas. Like, okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, you got to get a passport to go see yeah, yeah. your money at work. Uh, and, you know, I was just like, what? You know, you got people in South Central that need help. You know, right. Still, I mean, we yeah. see it all the time. I mean, you yeah. see, like, the infomercials come on the screen, send your money 5,000 <laughs> miles away, and it's like, you don't even... You know, I got homeless I, in my backyard right now. You know right what I'm saying? Yeah. We got people like in our community really struggling. Like, I could I understand you showing me these sad photos and shit, but how about the real pictures of people around the corner from you 
or in your backyard or your front door. Like, let's talk about that shit. That's why I sparked that talk. It's here to talk about what's going on in our community so that we can figure a way to tackle the situation, find more people who's getting involved with the streets because that shit is important, bro. Right. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. And so, you know, that, that that fueled a lot of motivation to start that. And, um, you know, I've always been a fan of LeBron James. And, you know, he breaks all these records in the NBA. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, he dedicates his time and efforts to develop a school, all that I promised. Oh, yeah. Shout um, out to that. He did open the school, bro. Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy, crazy. So, um, you know, my goal with this Backpack for Kids is just to be able to inspire some people uh, in my community that don't um, really like they have those role models because most of the role models is either on, on the TV screen they got a script or they're a professional athlete so you know I feel like if they could see just a normal person being the best that they could be uh, you know hopefully it'll rub off on them and they want to be the best uh, so these, sure. these these backpacks are they specifically for a group like uh, like elementary kids or does it stem from Right. Pre-K to like straight high school or something or? yeah it'd be dope if it could be uh, you know for the elementary kids uh, especially for third grade because that's that's the moment that I was in um, when I was in the hospital Again, okay. a lot of students wrote get well soon cards for me that's uh, so I kind of want to give back to that moment especially specifically and uh, I'm more so catered towards the elementary kids because that's for me that's where a lot of my inspiration starts and kind of where I draw from if I'm looking back at a moment and need some strength that's that's usually where I go from Mm. That's what's up. Cause we 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 actually had an episode way back when, we was talking about parents being parents. Cause we we, we both got kids now, right? Absolutely. And we talking about like teaching them a trait or teaching them something because sometimes school is not for everybody. Right. But I like the aspect that you coming from, that, yo, what if there ain't no parents in some of these kids' homes? Right. Someone that's not available to teach them something. Right. You know, so you bringing that backpacks for kids. It's gonna really help develop them that yo school is important. Exactly. Someone does care. Exactly. Right. And not it's not like oh I just gotta refer back to the hood, and start gang banging doing these things because I think these people care for me. Nah, there's really good people out there, such as yourself, such as us doing spark that talk, trying to spark stuff that matters, trying to reach out to those kids, trying to reach out to those people who who do have an ear, and learn and understand and know that yo. There's people like us out there right. that are really looking out for you. Right. Really want you to do well. Right. But I know there was a low point in your life as well, Irv, right? I yeah. mean, when we was in South Dakota, like, we was, I'm over here graduating, right? I'm over here graduating, but then I don't see you at school no more. Yeah. Right? You're a year younger than me, and I'm like, yo, yo, everybody, even on the football squad, like, what happened to Irv? Yeah. Right? Like, what happened to Irv? If you could, could you touch on, like, Kind of that low point and what kind of actually lifted you up from that and made you the man you are today. Yeah, so, you know, that was that was a real dark moment when I went up to South Dakota because, you know, I didn't know much about South Dakota. I just went up there for football mm. and, um, you know, I started playing football. And uh, I was, you know, before this, I was a real good student. Um, you know, I was able to pass my classes, no problem, but I got up there and some of the classes was, was kind of hard. Mm, crazy. And, um... It's like for real, for real, huh? Yeah. It's university now. Yeah, huh? it's like for real. Ain't no Juco, baby. Ain't no Juco. Ain't no Juco. It's the real, real. So uh -huh. um, I was up there and I was low key kind of struggling with my classes. And I played through the season and I did well, but the coaches kept scratching their head on me because I don't know, they couldn't figure me out. Mm. Uh, but I tore my shoulder and I needed surgery. 
and now the coaches they wanted me to get surgery from their team doctor right. right and the team doctor he looked at my shoulder and he was like yeah your shoulder really messed up you know you need this surgery but i ain't the most comfortable to do this surgery maybe you should go somewhere else and you know get another recommendation mm-hmm. right so he didn't have that confidence to do the surgery and i'm like what let me call my mom uh, i called her up and she was like yeah no don't trip uh, i'm gonna find somebody for you right so she found the team doctor for the nuggets uh, mm. and he specialized in in the surgery that i needed and the surgery was called ladder j it originated like a, a little while ago but he went out to Italy to study the surgery with, like, the, the son of the doctor who originated the surgery. So he had, like, all the confidence. So the this is the doctor from the Denver Nuggets. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Say no more. Right, yeah. right. <laughs> he better know how to use them scalpels and shit. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Get busy. Exactly. You know what I mean? So I got that surgery. And I remember when I was uh, texting the coaches in South Dakota, like, yeah, I got it all lined up. About to sur- go through surgery. Like, all the responses I got was, like, real cold. Like, it wasn't even, it was, like, it was all business. Like, they mm-hmm. wasn't like, oh, I'm happy for you. Oh, right. uh, uh, you know, can't wait to see you or anything like that. And I was just like, damn, whatever. So, I go back out to South Dakota. Uh, I'm still in the sling. All the messages I get still kind of cold. I get a message that, like, uh, yeah, we want to see you in the office. And uh, so, I go in the office. I'm still in the sling. I got uh, Coach Collins and the other black coach. Uh, sitting in there with me and it was real cold he pulled, pulled his folder out and he was struggling to make eye contact with me he was always like um, he was just like yeah you know uh, with you being hurt and with us going this direction with the team um, you know we're gonna have to pull your scholarship and um, you can you can get it back next year and he gave me two options he said um you could come to these practices and all these meetings, no scholarship, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm not going to tolerate you being late or anything. Or you cannot come to any of these, get a job, and I won't hold it against you. And like as soon as he told me that, right? Like what kind of <laughs> ultimatum is that? Right. That's not. Yeah, that's. You know, that's a sad situation here because it's like, like you said, the team doctor. He act like he didn't want to approach the situation. For whatever reasons he had, he mm-hmm. could have did what you was doing, reaching out to other doctors. Mm-hmm. He could have, and he could have literally reached out to some other doctors in the area right. who knew what they was doing, bro. Like they, he didn't just have to stop right there and say, "I can't do it." Like that just sounded like he just he wasn't even giving a fuck. To right. be honest, right? Like you want to keep it simple. Yeah, you know, you know I'm thankful that he, he told me that you know he didn't have the confidence to do it because if I did lay under his his, his surgery and yeah. had to get another surgery, you know. Exactly. I think that's kind of like what's going on with Durant right now, right? His his injury shit, how he got injured in the finals, or whatever. I guess there was like he's leaving towards the teams now. That right, I don't know if he was confident in the team doctors because they just let his ass go out there and play. Mm -hmm. And now look, as soon as he went back out there, he got finessed now out a whole year. Yeah, you know, and, and this was the season he was either going, I think, either move teams or whatever he wanted to do. But now look now, to the to the community in the NBA, he still might be good goods, but a whole year and give him a max contract, and he said no, they're gonna look at that shit kind of sideways. Right, and you see what Kawhi did when and he didn't trust his team doctor. You they, know, they, oh, he bounced. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. For real, exactly. He, he, he bounced he, and then got a ring. <laughs> exactly. And now my man can choose wherever he wants to go. Exactly. Living and, that, his best life. and sometimes you know. 
it's just maybe that's another blessing in disguise to not have to deal with that kind of shit because in reality if somebody don't want to back you and really support you then what am I doing here it's like you wasting my time and your time I don't want to have no false hopes about nothing like this is my life I only got so many years and days to live I don't know if I'm gonna live tomorrow so it's like I can't be sitting here playing with you Telling me sit around a year coming to the practice and shit for what? Which is so funny. next season you tell me nigga I ain't playing still. Which right. is funny because I, I feel like yo like the coaches didn't understand like this ain't no regular Midwest kid where they gonna be like yep yep all right coach I'm gonna stay back and I'm gonna do what you feel me like hey. we we from out here right right we from SoCal like we from hoods yeah. bro like you gonna give me that ultimatum I'm gonna be like deuces. Hey. Come and out. so then, like, that's when I was like, yo, then I guess now I know and now I understand. That's when Earl fell off the face of South Dakota. We never heard right. from him ever again. I was, I was. Was you in a dark place? I was in a dark place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I ain't never thought I'd call the suicide hotline just to chit chat with somebody. Yeah. And I thought I was going to kill myself, but just to talk right, to somebody. Right. Well, I'm glad you made that call then, bro, because, you know, I'm pretty sure something like that could take you out of your element because. We've all been in other states living before, and when you there by yourself and don't really got nobody to run to, it's it's crazy, bro. Yeah. Like you don't know which way to turn to run, cause I drive trucks for a living. So when I first started, I was out here all 48 states solo dolo. Mm. Like anything can happen anywhere, and it's just me, bro. Like some shit pop off, it's it's just me. That's so crazy. I can understand your situation being in that state by yourself trying to pursue something. And you got motherfuckers around you really not in your best interest. Like you said, it's just a business transaction. Mm-hmm. They gave you a scholarship. Now you got to follow these guidelines or we're going to slice your throat. Like, and, for, and we all know that football versus basketball injuries is different. You see it in the NFL and NBA. NFL, you get injured. Say you just got picked up free agent, fresh out of college, whatever. You get injured on uh, what? Preseason? Mm-hmm. Your whole career is over. In the blink of an eye, you done dropped out of college already to pursue this, and now you got sliced in the NFL. It's like, what do you do next? It's a crazy situation, bro. You said you said you was in a very dark place. Like you, you said suicide. That's that's something I can I can never fathom, bro. And uh, you know, I'm I'm glad you actually want to talk about something like that and how yeah, bro, crazy and how deep you were. Yeah. Right. Um, but with all that. You know, it's it's been it's still been a couple years since you actually did something and want to make a name for yourself. What helped you? Because you can't just say, "Oh, I woke up motivated." You feel right. me? I'm, I'm over here trying to slice my throat or hang myself, and I woke up like, "Yo, Jesus is in me." Because sometimes that doesn't happen. Right. We want to know, like, "Yo, what really happened to get you motivated to get up off your ass yeah, and do point. something for yourself?" Yeah. Right. So, um, like, shortly after I lost my scholarship, you know. I was in a real dark spot, but I kept praying. I started asking for things because I didn't have anything. And, you know, my prayers got answered. I started getting jobs. I ended up getting three jobs. I stopped. I worked at FedEx and early in the morning. I worked at Toys R Us. Uh, and then I was the mascot for the school, which yeah. is like a slap it was. in the face. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was, that was a slap in the face to Coach Collins to be like, oh, you're going to push me away, but I'm going to still be riding with the team. Oh. I don't <laughs> forgot you was the mascot, bro. Oh, you uh-huh. talking about back in the Dakotas? He was still yeah. in South Dakota, okay. huh? Mm-hmm. You was still South yeah. Dakota. You was, yeah, yeah, you was the mascot. Yeah. Oh, I was, so you picked up some jobs and shit like that while you were still there. Yep, I picked okay. up some jobs. I took a loan, and I was like, I wasn't gonna quit because quitting not in me. And 
uh, I picked up all those jobs, had my loan, um, you know, laughing in the locker room, changing mm-hmm. at the mascot yeah, yeah, and all yeah. that. Uh, and I remember I was always in, I was always going to the meetings, like, cause like that was my job. I was always message uh, the coaches. I would always show up for a one-on-one meeting with them to try to get my scholarship back. And, you know, first I was acting like they wasn't hearing me, uh, but I kept showing up, kept doing my work. And then uh, towards the end of the following year that I was hurt, they was talking about giving giving me my scholarship back. Hmm. But what had happened was my dad uh, had this tumor in his brain, hmm. and he kept getting these seizures. And, like, he had a real bad seizure. And uh, he needed surgery on his shoulder. He messed up his shoulder, too, and he needed surgery on his tumor. So hmm. that was, like, my call home. Like, you know, I was working as hard as I could, you know, you can't really work that great if your family ain't straight. So, For sure. Um, I couldn't even work three jobs and handle school. <laughs> you did that, though. You feel me? Like, yeah. that's... Yeah, you saying a lot right now, bro, because we talked about that before on previous episode about working and going to school. Like, how do you really fucking have time for anything? You know what I mean? I think football really prepared me for that. That's dope. And the fact that you're willing to sacrifice... Now, that's a hell of a sacrifice to say... I've been out here chasing my dreams, busting my eyes, doing shit I know I don't really want to do. But the fact that my family ain't back at home and shit is fucked up, I got to bounce. Yeah, you know that's what I'm saying? Hard. And I know to this day, you know, I hope you, everything good with your pops to this day, he good? Yeah, he good. He well, I, I guarantee you, he got to be looking at you like a, a bigger man for doing some shit like that. I hope so. Well, I hope so too, my nigga, because <laughs> trust me, bro. If I bust a move like that and I'm out here doing what I got to do to come back to make sure that you good, you better have something to say to me. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I, I guess would hope so. Reeling it back to, is that what got you out of your sunken place was staying busy? Yeah. Is that what it was? Staying the three busy. jobs yeah. and schools? Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, because, oh. you know, uh, I, I got a hard time being social, which is weird. Like, you know, I don't mind being social, but, like, I feel like... Um, it's, it's crazy going back to saying that I died at eight years old. I had yeah. this um, psychic reader say that part of you stays at eight years old. So sometimes when I'm socializing with people, I feel like that little kid, yeah. you know, but I'm just in the big ass body. Um, but so when I lost the scholarship and I couldn't really socialize with the football team, I was like, damn, you know, who am I going to kick it with? Yeah, then my uh, brothers, yeah. you feel me? Then, then my peeps. Like, right, right. And you already know South Dakota, bro. <laughs> South Dakota, if you ain't. Let me tell you this, bro. <laughs> the football team, I'll say besides the basketball team, football team was the only thing that had flavor out in South Dakota. You see dudes from Florida, Texas, Cali, black dudes. That's it. It was black and white dudes. Yeah, I was yeah. the only Simone. <laughs> oh, me, there's two of us. Mm-hmm. But we was all from Cali. So it didn't matter. So we all vibe with each other. Because mm. we all came to be different hoods, but you know, right. we all came from the same struggle. Absolutely. So you can vibe with somebody and understand somebody. But then I, I understand what you're saying when you get put in a position where you can't even vibe with us because it's like, yo, we doing our own thing to better ourselves on the football squad because you're not really on the football team. Mm-hmm. It could really put you down. Yeah. That's crazy uh, for that to be an outlet because, you know, sometimes that's all somebody got and you don't even know it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Especially for these kids in high school and shit pursuing these dreams to go to college, to the league. Like We talk about that all the time. Like, that's why you see sometimes these young dudes, if they if the team loses them, then they sometimes get lost in the sauce out here in the streets. Like you see it every season, like ninth grade start, 
they want to play ball. Here come 10th grade, half of these little niggas done fell off. Now they banging. Mm-hmm. Or now they, they got lost in the stars, got locked up, some stupid shit, mm. because the team lost them. Right. They went in at first like, damn, this all I got, my nigga. Like, you don't even understand. The household fucked up. Mm-hmm. Shit ain't shit is all bad, but when I'm here playing, I feel at home. Mm. And I think, especially in our community, I think the coaches, they need to do a better job at understanding that fact. Yeah, right. Like, you got, they need to, I understand we're here to win games and shit, but tap into each player and really see what the fuck is going on with them because every little dude got their own issues, bro. Exactly. That they not, they not going to tell their homies what they going through. Right. But they might sit and talk with you and get personal. But they homies, they just they just the homies. Unless them niggas is like they day ones, know where they live, they mama, they dad. They only know what they show them at school. Because right. we all done did that, bro. It's easy to say that, though. But remember on other podcasts where we say college was, college sports was, it was a business Facts. You know I mean? So not everybody going to be I mean, he's showing in. us right now. It's a business. Right now, right? So, Shit, the doctor want to <laughs> wild out. Like, mm-hmm. I don't even know the but, nigga, but... But like what Jones said was, these dudes, once something get taken away from them that they really love, bam, you jumping right back into the hood and you want to do something mm-hmm. crazy. Mm-hmm. You, Cause, cause on the, the other hood hand... going to accept you no matter exactly, what, even though exactly. it's, this could be the worst decision you make in your life. See, what I've learned growing up now that I'm older, the hood gonna always be the hood because you still see some niggas till t- t- till this day still there doing the same shit. So it's like when you young and impressionable, you like damn that shit cool. But now that you ten years older and you see niggas that was ten older than you at that time still there today, it's almost like a slap in the face. Like what the fuck was I thinking and what the fuck is they teaching niggas out here, bro? Right. Like it's the wildest situation. Like the cycle. Will never stop because you always gonna have that young nigga, that 14, 15 year old lost in the sauce, and you got that 30 year old nigga right there mm-hmm. making it look good, right and he there. gonna wanna jump right there. Yep. And it's every time, bro, it's, it's it's so sad, but it's just the truth, bro. But like, how did you come up off of that then? Like, how did you, so, you know, you, like you said, like yeah. Jones said, you, you go right to these gangs, but you went to work, you did three jobs, you went to school. And then tragedy hits with pops, you had to come back home. But it's like, you come back home, there's still nothing there for you. Right. You feel me? And how did you not jump into like the street life? Right. So, you know, I feel like that street life never been me. Like even though when I came out here, um, and you know, I always had to take the bus and uh, be on the foot. So uh, when I first got out here, I remember somebody asked me, "Oh, where you from?" And right. you know, I thought that was just like a friendly question. I'm like, "Oh, I'm from Colorado, but I stay down the street." Yeah, yeah. And they're like, "Nah, nah, nah, nah." nah. They they giving me his whole introduction. He's like, "Yo, I'm I'm this this from this this this," and I never remember they they introduction because it's too long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 nigga over there getting active. Like, yeah, for real. You don't come, seven names. You don't come hey. your ass down. They nigga, call I'm me Hoopy Hoopy Hoopy, but my friends call me Hoopy Hoopy Hoopy. My family called like, me yeah. I feel you. The fuck I want face? <laughs> yeah. Great. So, no places to be, homie. Exactly. Um, and, you know, I just never run, ran with the click or anything like that. Yeah. I had a brother that, that, you know, always was in sports. So I always I would always do what he did. And uh, he Dope. stayed active in sports and kind of shied away from from the gang culture or anything. But I've always had confrontations with him. I had one recently. I yeah. worked at UPS. Um, and it was a night job for me. And I would go to the... Um, to the little corner store, I get my little black and mild before I go. Yeah, yeah. I'd be on a U- uh, Uber or whatever, 
and this night I'm waiting on a car and this car comes up to me and it got it ain't got no headlights it's spray painted. Oh, so they wild. Yeah, they wild. Like that's yeah. that's the that's the real. Tonight's the night. Yeah, yeah. that's the that, real. That part. mean they booked that and they right. about to do some stupid shit. Right. Yeah. So he pulled up on me and he talking about where you from. I'm like, oh no, I ain't even with that. I'm just trying to wait, wait on this Uber right here. Right. He's like, nah, fuck that. Uh, get up off this block. Uh, you ain't supposed to be here. And I'm like, nah, I'm just I'm gonna stay right here. Right. <laughs> like, what like, the come fuck? on, <laughs> You must not know your community you know what like that. I'm like, I, I walk this community all the time with my dog. Yeah. You see me with my dress. I'm, I'm a, I damn near wear the same clothes every day. Like, right. how, how do you not know this? Right. But anyway, um, uh, yeah, he came up on me. He was flashing his hands, and I don't know what he was reaching for. And I'm just like, yeah, man, whatever. So this other dude comes from across the street, and he got that same energy. He's like, yo, where you from? You ain't supposed to be over here. Get off this block. And I'm like, yo, I'm just waiting on this Uber. It's going to be in like three minutes. Right. they like, nah, fuck that. Get, get from over here. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. So I just take 10 steps to the side, and I'm like, yeah, all right. But after that, I quit my job at UPS because I'm like, yo, this is so silly. If I get if I get popped just for trying to get to work. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's, but that's, it's the silliest shit, but it's the realest shit. Mm-hmm. Like, a nigga not a coward to protect his life, bro. Okay. If you got to come out of work, nigga, and dealing with fuck shit like that, that's crazy. Like, nigga, like you said, y'all niggas see me over here all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, this is what I always tell niggas. Like, usually if you don't grow up on the block and you end up moving there, as, as long as niggas see you often, they're giving you a pass of right, some sort. Because right. you're not even in the mix. Because right. I've been in plenty of neighborhoods where I moved in, and I know I ain't supposed to be there. Yeah, you know. But once niggas see, oh, he just coming in, he live here, he working, he moving with his family, these niggas don't get you no static. And that's how it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. But when you got these little fuck niggas running around trying to be hard and shit, that's that, like you said, why should I get popped? Cause I'm coming out of coming out of work waiting on the Uber, nigga. Right. That's Fuck funny, that. bro. That's like, bro. I'm just thinking about like, yo, like your next like job interview, or something. And interview would be like, Kendall. <laughs> I see you had six jobs in the past two months. What's uh, what's going on here? You can't hold one. Well, see, I got ran up on three of them. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know what I'm like, hey. And, and, you know, you know that nigga gonna probably look at it crazy, but if that that's the reality of L.A. County, bro. For real. L.A. County, like, I tell niggas, it looks big, and on TV, you know, they glamorize the shit, but you need to live here to understand what's really going on. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm pretty sure every person here has been banged on at some point living here, bro. Mm-hmm. It could be in the weirdest locations where you don't think shit supposed to be popping. <laughs> you just walking and getting an ice cream cone, nigga. Next thing you know, nigga, raised up off that vanilla, nigga. You, know you over saying? here singing a hymn. You over singing a hymn. Nigga, where you from? Bruh. <laughs> Jesus is Lord. You know what I mean? You can't wait an hour. You can't wait for the sermon to be over with. Hey, and I'm yeah. like, you know, summer here now, so it's it's already oh, starting. Yeah. All the shenanigans. Yeah, and it's a lot of tension, like where I'm at. Oh like, yeah, it's wild lot. right now, bro. But to bring it back, when you when you um when you went back to pops, uh-huh. right? What happened? Like, uh, I guess with you. Yeah. So uh, for him, it took a long time for him to get his his surgery set up you know i think he was you know on vacation time he stopped working since then and you know i kind of felt like he wanted that but um you know i'm always trying to inspire people to do better and stuff you know like you know hey look at me i'm eating right you know hey, look at me i'm working out right you know <laughs> right. right so when you came right. back that's what yeah, you're doing yeah that, that's all i was doing right like, trying, to, trying to inspire him and like you know he wouldn't see it and it was just the craziest thing like he kept doing the same thing like i'm, I'm eating this salad or whatnot and he over there trying to get 
chicken and beer. Mm. And I'm like, yo, <laughs> yo, you about to go through the same thing that you just went through if uh, if you don't get it right. And, you know, he, he tried to listen. You know, he tried to figure it out. You know, once I got on the news for what I did, yeah, that's when they started eating. Ah. And all that, so, um, Elaborate on that, please. But that's good, though, bro. At least, at least all the, the work you've been putting in, it might not have been working, but you never stopped. Mm-hmm. And now, like you said, oh, yeah, they yeah. saw you in action on a bigger screen. They like shit. Maybe my nigga really doing something. Let me tighten up. You right. know, you got you got to be proud of that at least. You know what I mean? All right. And um, you know, just trying that. So, um, what you want me to elaborate on? My bad. No, 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 no. I mean, just like all this is happening to you. Yeah. All yeah. this, and you, you still, you still going to church and, and stuff. Was that what you was doing when you came home? And- so. Um, church, um, you know, my relationship with that is I don't I don't go every week, but if I ever get invited, then I feel like that's that's a sign for me to go. Mm. So um, whenever I do get invited, I go. I, I keep a prayer book with me. It's in my little bag. I got my Bible at the house, and you know, um, you know, I just feel like my relationship with the Lord is more personal than than having to always uh, put on your Sunday's best and smile in front of people. So you so you you still carry that faith. After all the tragedy is happening, got to right. Okay, yeah, so that's to. so. What I'm trying to get at is because of your faith, and I don't want to get all scriptorial right now mm-hmm. and, and all crazy, but it brings me to the story of Job. You know, the book of Job in, in the Bible where Job got everything taken from him. You feel me? It was like God tested him. Everything was taken from him, but you know, at the very end. He was blessed tenfold. <laughs> you feel me? Man, he was he was he was he was blessed tenfold, and uh, it just kind of brings me back to Kendall. Like, yo, stuff was taken from you, out of your control, but because of your faith and all that, and you just pursuing and just keeping a smile on your face and doing what you got to do, you got this this interview on Fox. Right? And Fox is a big company, it ain't for sure. It ain't crazy, but yeah. like. If you could elaborate on that is what I'm trying to say on why you got that and how you got that and what it was about. Right. So, you know how they say the Lord works in mysterious ways. Um, You know, I had a client that I was training. She invited me to church. I went to the church with her. Um, Started kind of telling people what I was doing. Um, And if somebody heard what I was doing, they liked it. And they told the people on Fox uh, what I was doing. They called me up like the night before saying... Um, oh, somebody just canceled. Well, we got a spot for you. Um, oh. Oh, all right, cool. They slide them our number. <laughs> hey, Fox, put Spark that talk home, bro. Yeah. That's what's up, man. Really, though. That's solid. It's silent. And, um, you know, she asked me a few questions uh, on the phone. And uh, I went there. And, again, it was all black people. I think the dopest thing about it is, you know, I'm from Colorado. But right. If, if I made the news in California, bro. Oh yeah, you won't, <laughs> baby. You won't, baby boy. You yeah, won't. That's that's the big that's the big dream, and uh, you know the fact that it's out there that I really want to do what I, what I say that I'm doing. I don't need no script. I didn't have to think of things to say because right. it, it was all within. And um, you know, be, being able to do that on that platform and let people know that I was serious about doing it, and not just coming from my little camera phone saying that hey, I'm yeah, trying to yeah. do this. Um, you know, I thought that that meant that meant a lot. You know, especially seeing like the comments and people seeing who like it, people from way back that I never really sure. knew mm. started liking it and all that. I think um, that when you're genuine about something and like how we were speaking earlier, it ain't about the money. You know, you out here pushing an agenda 
And now look what happened. You on Fox. Fox about to reach millions of people, however you want to put it. Right. That shit tripping up. Bro. That's crazy. So not only, yeah, sure. Not only are you uh, on TV, right, doing this, this this good thing for backpacks for kids, mm-hmm. but you're also trying to break records. Yeah. I know about your speed. I knew about your speed. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Everybody in South Dakota knew about the urban speed. Mm-hmm. Little did we know about your jumping capabilities, bro. Like. What, what's up with that? Like, what, what what's your vert right now, I guess? So, um, like, my standing vert, like the one that everybody be looking at, that's just, like, 39, 39 and a half. That was the one I best tested it. I never really tested it, like, so like I that, said. So, like, you look at this red line, some shit like this, mm-hmm. just slide up on the line. Yeah, just slide up, straight leg, straight uh, leg, right? So but if you're running, what is it, like a 40? Probably, like, probably, probably 44, 46. It's probably up there. I really want to test it. Okay? That's crazy. Yeah. So uh We about like, to take the camera after this interview and actually <laughs> you gonna jump over my car. I jump on the car to do, do something. Do something. I'm down, bro. I'm down. But let's I mean let's I mean I mean so, if so, that's what's gonna yeah. happen, it's gonna happen then. Fuck it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Straight up. I mean that's a solid jump, so you dunking on dudes for sure. Yeah, just dunking on this vert. Easy. Uh, drop that shot. <laughs> uh, get up there one time. Get out so the lane, you, nigga. Unfortunately, over, yeah, yeah bro. <laughs> How about you jump over Jones with me on his shoulders? <laughs> I ain't trying to get no nuts in my face, though. Yeah, no, nah, fully weak. That's yeah, crazy. Man, this, bro. I ain't trying to be that guy. Yeah, be a meme. No, that's that's solid, though. So you basically got in the, the Guinness Book of World Records, acknowledge what you had did, right? Yeah, so they disqualified my attempt. So okay. I've been chasing this thing for the longest, you know, and, like, all of it coming together. I appreciate the vision that I've that that I got for trying to put the when I got the job mm. at there three years ago. This Crunch signed, Fitness? Yeah, at Crunch okay. Fitness. I signed up for a whole bunch of Guinness Book World Records. Okay. Um the first one I wanted was the highest standard jump with no bag. Mm. Um now that one set at sixty three and a half inches and this dude named Evan Unger got it. And he a white boy in Canada. Oh. Flying. Wow. <laughs> Remember yeah. what they say, white boys can't jump, right. but that's a lie, I guess. Right, you know, he's sliding out the roof. This, sliding this, out the this, roof. This is not the dude. This is not the dude doing these three sixty dunks in the NBA. He's uh, like what he. Man, he was on. Was he the one on these commercials? With the crazy hair. And with the crazy hair, yeah. colored hair. Jordan Kilgannon. Yes. That's another white boy oh, yeah. for Canada. Oh, so that's not the dude yeah, you're talking about. That's not. The, but he got it. Yeah. This dude yeah, I just. I don't know who it is. Bro, no, I, I just know. saw this dude. I just saw the dude that you're talking about. He got a 49 Nine and, and a half, half. Yep. right? Yeah. Uh, vert, but yep. running vert. Running. Mm, 49 yep. and a half, bro. You know the little things that you tap to see your vert? He only had one left. Mm-hmm. The yeah. tap. He a white uh, boy. He put it up all the way. Does he hold any records? Wow. Uh, he, he holds a record for the highest uh, running box jump. No, are you mm. trying to break that record? Hell no. Nah, oh, okay, shit. so you're not. <laughs> so your knees ain't that good. He got, he got that right. up there. Now, maybe if I try it, he got that up to like six foot something. Mm. That's crazy. Okay, shit. but let's let's reel yeah. it back to you yeah. because we're not even interviewing My bad. him. Yeah, I'm not even oh, interviewing oh, him. So he could jump <laughs> six feet high on the run. How no, tall are you, man. Jones? Ain't that I'm six one, nigga? He, he could stand on it. Damn. It he put ugly. his tippy toes right on top of your fresh <laughs> right on your lineup, and smear that. Bro, that's crazy. 
for me to do that, I'm gonna have to jump on your knee, jump on your shoulder, and then on top of your head. You feel me? If somebody run across me and try to and clear me, bro, I'm going home. My Standing, nigga. you feel me? That's it. That's second coming. He embarrassing everybody on the court. On the reals, and you know what's even more embarrassing if we if we always got this stereotype because I jump and people look at it and be like, oh, black people jump high all the time. Right. And I'm like, look through this damn Guinness Book of World Records, you know, see no black people. <laughs> No, but, like, so, but basically, so what I'm hearing is that you actually been pursuing different type of records. Yep. So the one that that I was seeing on Instagram recently, explain a little more about that one. Yeah. So that one is uh with the bag on. Like I've been trying to do the one with the bag without the bag. What do you mean longest. by bag? Like well, how heavy is the bag supposed to be? Forty pounds. So they got one that's the highest standard jump carrying a forty pound pack, mm-hmm. highest standard jump carrying a sixty pound pack, all the way up to a hundred, mm-hmm. and then. They got the same one doing it one leg. Okay. Um, so I've been trying to do the one with no bag for the longest. Like that's the main one I want. That's the one that's going to set me off, mm-hmm. right? Um, but you know I couldn't get it. Cause that's and, more realistic. Yeah, yeah, that's the one that I want to show off. Like, look, I'm the highest jumper in the world. You yeah. can't, you can't, can't knock that. Right. That's <laughs> right. in the books. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. So, um, but I couldn't do it, and. Uh, I looked for another record. They had the record with the 40-pound bag on. And I was like, shit, I might as well, you know, get that one. I put the bag on and realized I could do it. And then I didn't want it to be all about me. Like, hey, look at me jump, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I felt like I wanted to do it for a good cause. And, uh, you know, uh, I put the bag on. I'm always drawing cartoon logos. And then it just hit me to do um, something like Backpack for Kids since I have it on. So I Googled it, and I found Backpack for Kids, and they was doing their organization in, like, um, somewhere on the East Coast. It wasn't local. Mm, and I was okay. like, damn. Right? So I was like, you know, I could probably take advantage and just do it myself and make sure that it, it, it gets to the kids here instead of me raising $2,500 to give for some kids that's in Wisconsin. Damn, that's a dope concept. Yeah. That's dope, though, man. Um, so, so what with the cartoon, <laughs> the cartoon alone... I see on the shirt, mm-hmm. on the jacket here. So that's just a cartoon character of yourself. Yeah. So give us a little more information about the logo and why you chose the cartoon look. So, um, yeah, cartoons uh, hold a real deep spot in my heart. Um, going back to when I was eight years old, coming out mm-hmm. that coma, first thing I asked my mom to do was turn on Cartoon Network. Okay. Because um, that's, that's when it was actually pretty good. Uh-huh. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? I don't know what's on there these days, but... You know what I'm saying? Right. And that was way back when. And my favorite cartoon at the time was Johnny Bravo. Okay. Uh, you know, he was always hollering at the bitches. Yeah, yeah. Kind of Had his hair mm. lit. Yeah, he was lit. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, uh, the first cartoon I, I had drawn was uh, one that looked just like Johnny Bravo. It had the facial expressions and that. Um, but he had dreads. Okay. Um, and I just updated this one. It's like cartoons. I'll give you a secret. If you've seen Kanye West's album cover for the dude jumping yeah, out yeah, the yeah. thing, yeah. all the inspiration came from that one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, okay. Uh, yeah, cartoons is big. And plus, I know kids like to look at cartoons. Um, you know, and plus, if I'm posting something on Instagram, you know, how many times have you seen somebody flexing? But you don't see like. Them trying to inspire somebody with a cartoon or trying to somebody else on. That's a dope concept, bro. Um, you know, pretty much from what I'm getting from all this is that you went through your trials and tribulations, 
as a kid, became an adult dealing with certain shit. But through all of this, you decide, let me get back to the kids because this is where the shit, this is where your, basically your start comes. Mm-hmm. And for you to have went through so much shit at eight years old and get to of age and still dealing with shit but overcoming it, I think it's dope that you're reaching back to the community in this way because so many kids are without. Right. And, you know, these teachers are already at their wits end at these schools, bro. So that's why they, you know, they're having all these protests and shit because the teachers are left to basically provide for the kids too at the schools mm-hmm. for some supplies, for pencils, pens, notebooks, shit like that because half these kids ain't coming with it. And mm-hmm. the school not going to provide it for them. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty sure this is going to be a great initiative that you got going on in. So explain that again. So you need to raise 2500 or you already have it? Ooh, shit, I wish I already had twenty five, but I need to raise $2,500. And, so if um, you don't mind us asking, where are you at to this day on that mission? Zero dollars. <laughs> that's <laughs> loud as hell. Yeah. <laughs> it's all good, my nigga. That's why we talking about it now. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. Everybody who listened to Spark That Talk, they're going to hear this right now. Right. A backpack for kids, like... Say whoever's listening, tuning in right now, how can they reach out to you to donate for this cause? Right. So I've been preaching it for a while, trying to get some momentum and, uh, you know, get that confidence to make that page. I need to make a GoFundMe page, right? Um, that's the only way I know how right now other than gathering it in person. Yeah. And, you know, I, I'd much rather gather it in person because I can give you something. Um, you know, if you do it on GoFundMe, I got to... I gotta mail you something, mm. and, uh, and that's that's fine. I, it's just coming from somebody who ain't got much. You know I mean, to be honest, if it's so, are you focusing strictly on Inglewood or or what? Yeah. L.A. County in general. If it, yo, if I could expand the whole Southern L.A. County just by starting this one right here, but I, I feel like I got to see this one through to see if yeah. I could expand it because eventually, you know, I want to be a motivational speaker with all this. Right. Um, and I want to do Backpack for Kids. This is just like my little intro to help and give back. Um, I feel like I come from asthma, so my next big thing is to help the asthmatics in a way. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that's cool. Uh, I can elaborate on that, but I got lost. Oh, it's cool, bro, but I think 2500 should be obtainable within your own city. That's what I think. So, like, what what have you been doing? Is it just posts right now on Instagram? Yeah. Or are you trying to figure out ways to yeah. actually spread the word? I'm trying to figure out ways to spread the word and, you know, make, make giving back look like a cool thing. Um, you know, I started doing a photo shoot. Uh, my first model, you know, uh... You know, she was all right, but my cousins laughed at her because she ain't had no curves. And I'm like, yeah, I, I know. I got to do all the Photoshop, but <laughs> that's all I did. So, uh, well, you got to start somewhere. Listen, I know. She ain't listen to no spark that talk. Hey, I didn't say that. Your man said that. Hey, hey, and it's hey, all good. keep it a buck. Fucking, well, $2,500 shouldn't seem like a hard task, to be honest. I don't think so. Especially for something so for this. So school starts in fall, so we got what a couple months. About a month, August. We got until August when we in June. Mm-hmm. Well, we, I mean, I feel like with backpacks for kids, it's not just until school starts. It can be throughout the school. Right. Oh, for sure. Like, this this should be going on continuously. Yeah, yeah. Who ain't got it? Who got it? Because you definitely mm-hmm. want to attack it 
at the fresh start of the year. Right. Have maybe like maybe set up some type of drive or something. Right. Where you actually set something up, put an outreach out, like maybe plan something, say within the next week or two, but like map it out for a date that's closer to when school starts to have some type of fundraiser where people could actually bring you backpacks and shit like that. Right. And once you have everything lined up and money as well, take all that and then whatever you come up with, even if it ain't $2,500, whatever is there, now you at least got something Time to give. You know what I'm saying? It don't necessarily got to be the whole bag, but if you could accomplish that, that'll be the goal. But I think anything at this point will help these kids. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. Some of you little niggas really going to school with clothes from fucking maybe 10 years exactly. ago. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like really going through the shenanigans. So I think this is a dope concept. I mean, you can always keep in touch with Spark that talk on this thing because I know from hearing your story and the shit that's going on, I'm for sure going to get a hold of you, dog, and I'm going to donate to this concept because we here to, you know, uplift the community ourselves, right. talk to people who's uplifting the community, you know, how to change and make it better. And this is... It's one of them things because we always talk about there's no real resources in the hood. Right. You don't have no resources you can run to and get help. Like, we, the areas that need it the most. Right. These wealthy areas, they don't need for shit. They get it right there at the home. But here, the home sometimes is almost your worst enemy. And it's fucked up, but that's just what it is, bro. Right. So, Backpack for Kids is for sure. Kudos to that, bro. I'll clap it up to that. I know me, Jones, Spark That Talk, we for sure, we're going to donate to this concept, bro. And if you ever need us to come out and help, like I said, for the whenever it's time to get closer to school, if we try to set something up or throw an event, we know people, that we know plenty of people, bro, that can figure out how to set up something in a major way right. to accomplish this goal, bro. Yeah. I know there's so, so many avenues that we can go through. You, you and especially, I mean, you already hit some of these pinpoints, and I think you should run with being on the news. You should run that video day in, day out. You should be putting that on YouTube. You should, Facts. I mean, but I believe that you know this already. Right. The reason why is because I know if I started, like, a Backpacks for Kids, I would just start trying to find backpacks. I would start trying to do all this. You put a little twist in it, mm-hmm. which is, like, out-of-the-box idea, like, yo, I'm going to just start jumping. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna start jumping with the backpack on, and that'll be my entree to like, yo, I could do this. I could sell the, or I could, I could raise this money by trying to break a Guinness World Record. Right, because right, now people paying attention yeah. to what I'm doing. Right. So, but understand, backpack. there's a reason I got this backpack on. <laughs> my little nigga down the street ain't got one. So exactly. how we gonna get him a backpack full of supplies so he good for this year, bro? Right. That's a dope concept for him and. Uh, I'm, I'm loving it, bro. But I think you got to break the record first. Boom. <laughs> right. yeah. so, so, I mean, for all those who do not know, because Jones brought it up earlier, and you did as well, you got disqualified. Yeah. But if you follow Kendall Irvin on on on, uh, on, on, uh, on Instagram, you'll see that he broke the record, but what was the problem? So, they, when I'm reading the guidelines, it says you can use exercise boxes found in your gyms, right? Mm-hmm. I even sent in a, a previous attempt. And, and you measured it out? Yep, I measured it out, and it was like, oh, you, you measured that wrong. And I'm like, okay, that must be the only thing I did wrong, yeah, yeah. right? So I'm like, all right, let me get these engineers the next time. Um, they measured the box, I did my jump, and, you know, they messaged me back. They're like, yeah, uh, you use 
plyo soft boxes that gave you too much give that 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 goes against the spirit of the guidelines. And I'm like, you know, but if you jumped on top of them, how could they give you any give if you're on top of them now? You know, what I'm it ain't like you. They say that you sunk a little, yeah, so it kind of yeah, like yeah. makes it seem like you could balance yourself out. Something like that. But I'm like, you know. That's so what, what they made these boxes yeah, for, right. you know. So what kind of box are you supposed to get, like yeah, something as hard as this table? They want me on some metal or something. They damn near want me uh, jumping on the stack. Now you gonna do it? <laughs> now how? How? I guess what's the record they right now with that forty box. pound bag? Uh, with the forty pound bag, so it was one point oh nine meters, and I think that's like forty inches. And, and what I, do you have it on? Forty eight. Oh, so you clear forty eight? Yeah, they, you clear yeah, seven I, inches. And they I talking about it. the boxes. Yeah. So the record right now is forty. Yeah. You hit forty eight, and yeah. they talking about the boxes. Yeah, they talking about the boxes. <laughs> too so how much give? It didn't give you eight inches of give, bro. So <laughs> you sent them some boxes right now. Cause. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I have you break the record right now. <laughs> Who are you telling me? I'm like, I'm like, oh you know, man. man. If we had it, man, I mean, this this contraption <laughs> gotta be like at forty eight. Yeah, but I'm it, not trying to pay for this contraption. Yeah, I know, nigga. He, 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 like, be like, hey, Irv broke the record, but we also gotta pay. Thirteen hundred dollars for that. <laughs> so, and, and speaking of that, so at $1,300, it cost them people $2,400 to come out there and measure, and measure that box, like officially. The engineers? Yeah. So you Crazy. have to pay them. Yeah, you got to pay them. But luckily they did it for free because I'm like, they hit me with the, re- the receipt, like, all right, you're going to have to pay this. And I'm like, wait a minute, I'm doing this for Backpack for Kids. It's a good cause. Oh, yeah, and yeah. they're like, oh, all right, uh, we'll do it for free. So are they going to... So, the question is, are they going to do it for free again? I'm, I'm too nervous to ask them because it's like, you know, I don't feel like they really wanted to do it anyway. And it was just like... Oh, you talking about they come back out again to measure? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if they're going to do it for free. So That's news Guinness, to me. So are these engineers from Guinness? Nah, nah. You got to find your own. But they're real. They're yeah, legit. They real, yeah, they really do. So you got to pay to break a record? Pretty much. Pretty much. That's crazy. There's some records that don't require like an engineer. Nigga, another record I'm gonna try to do is just most burpees in a minute. All I need is some trainers to be mm-hmm. present. Are we sticking with the backpack for I'm kids right yeah, now? Cause that's jumping. the thing, you know. That's that's. Yeah, and you're yeah. trying to accomplish this as quick as possible. Yeah, I'm okay. trying to accomplish this as quick as possible, and it's so silly because you know they hit me with the disqualification. You gotta send in another application, and that take 90 days for them to open up your application and then another 90 days for them to review but I think it takes take take less than 90 days for them to review it because they hit me back within like two weeks okay so this could literally take you another six months that's crazy but but it will be done because you already cleared seven inches right oh yeah you obviously got the juice so you know you're gonna knock it out big dog Uh, but I just want to tell you thanks for coming on to the show today bro and you know, your story is something to, to listen to and could change a lot of kids' lives because even when you got real deep about the call of suicide, watch shit like that, I would have never even thought about that. But, you know, remember that? I don't, I, I can't remember the name of the song Kendrick had put out, but he was speaking on that kind of shit. And sometimes people don't have nothing or nobody reach out in that kind of, when they're in that predicament, bro, and in their lives. But I'm glad that you're here because you wouldn't be able to spread this story or spread this charity that you're giving out to these kids, bro. So kudos to you and keep and just keep the faith, bro, because you're doing everything right. I don't think six months is going to tear you if all this other shit, you know what I'm saying? Six mm-hmm. months is light work, bro. It's going to snap. Next thing you know, we're going to be looking in the books and hear this nigga go 
Hey. Them all over I shit, mean, you know what I mean? And, you know, hopefully that book be filled with a whole bunch of people from Southern California. Because right now it's not. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's not. But you the first person you I first. ever met that is talking about the Guinness Book of World <laughs> Records. Like, I, I'm not, I don't know nobody talking about, <laughs> nigga. I'm out here trying to conquer these records. <laughs> like, this the first for me, and I, probably a first for a lot of people, bro, which is pretty dope. Right. I think it'd be dope to bring that to the hood. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure there's plenty of athletic people exactly. ready to do 5,000 backflips in 10 <laughs> seconds. Like, what? <laughs> I'm telling you. It's just crazy shit, man. Appreciate that's you, dope, bro. Yeah, yeah. thank you. Thanks for coming on. If you uh, have Instagram, you have IG, please follow Dr. Dr. Air underscore Ben. Dr. Air Ben. That's right. That's what he goes by. Uh, and then you could actually watch the video on there while he was on the news on Fox. You could actually watch him jump and attempt to break the record. Not attempt. He actually broke the record. Facts. But uh, in a couple months, we'll see. What I got out of this episode was we we interviewed somebody. We met somebody, somebody on this show who was in the sunken place. And I know many of us have been to that point. You know, um, I cannot speak on it. I, I haven't been to that point, but he can. And for him to share his story keeping a smile on his face, staying positive, keeping himself busy just so that he can continue to work through life and work in life and find something he's passionate enough to do and bring it out to his world, I think is something special and we all need to hear it. Thanks. And I'm glad that you actually brought that out and came out of your comfort zone to tell us something like this because I know a lot of us and a lot of our listeners need to hear something like this, no matter what you're going through. Yeah, this shit got pretty deep. I think this is the deepest uh, conversation we've had it is. With this type of shit, um, yeah, it's, it's it's a lot, bro. And I'm glad you're willing to get that story because this even supports Backpack for Kids even more, bro. Right. I think when it's a real story behind something, people be more motivated to get behind it. Right. So just keep up the good work. And anything you want to tell people how to get a hold of you, anything, let them know. Um, yeah, like you said, um, you can reach me out on Instagram. That's Doctor. I gotta work on that name, but it's Doctor Ervin. Um, I'm gonna eventually work on that name. Off top, cool. Hey, but at least you can get a hold of them now. Contact them about backpack for kids. Sure. If you want to support, holler at them. Like you said, you can pull up on them, donate. Rather do it that way. I mean, we in the community, it shouldn't be that difficult to do that. So reach out. Um, and you know, like always, man, it's your boy Jones. Hey, I'll let y'all next yeah. yeah. I'm gonna turn up on another level. Link up with the bodies and you know they own the metal. Put up in the drop top candy paint chef. The Uso got the plug for me. Three gallons of Henny and we on tonight. Plus all the women feel the vibe. We eating over here. Girl, you know we do it right. You only live once. That's the model. Just wanna get away for a little I need a break from all the drama for a little I'll spend my money on the night for a little Just to get away from life for a little Cause we don't know what day we gon' lay down So I'm gon' tell the way to swing another round This is my time to be selfish
everything goes, yeah, yeah. I'm feeling some type of a way, feeling some type of a way. I'm sipping this bottle away, sipping this bottle away. This liquor is filling me up, and I got the buzz, yeah. Feeling good, and I ain't trying to deal with none of the bullshit. Cause it all falls on me. Every time that I'm around, it's just. Desire. My fire is fat clouds, better rhythm for me, and for the vibe of the love tones destiny. Use a fool if you question me. I refuse to reply. Why I try when I love the girl next to me? I'm only just a man. I'm just a man. from the street. Uh, yeah. Can trust me as a trust man. Me as a man. Yeah. Keep it in my chest till there's nothing left. In and out the bed. But I know yeah. you got the best. Yeah. 